0: Friends, how are ya? So I've been trying to think of something creative. Has it been Derber weekend, Lurby Ler- weekend, Dayber weekend? Anyway, hopefully you had a good Derby yesterday and you're having a good Labor weekend. I told Chris he better laugh at me and he did not. I was coming up with something really fun. So a weird Derby, we didn't even watch it, we totally forgot about it. Uh, but hopefully it was fun for y'all. I heard Authentic 1, so sorry if that's a spoiler alert and you haven't got to watch it yet. Um, but we are continuing our series and Inside Out. I have loved this series so far. I love that we are highlighting some missions that we are doing, and we're just talking about serving God. It's such a great thing to talk about. It's a great reminder that as Christians we are to plow into doing this work with God and in his great kingdom. So today we're going to dig in to 1 Corinthians. Oh, I went the wrong way. It's working. I would love for you to join me in reading this scripture aloud, if you would. It's four really short verses from 1 Corinthians chapter 3. If you would, say it with me. What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants, through whom you came to believe as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters are anything but only God who gives the growth. The one who plants and the one who waters have a common purpose, and each will receive wages according to the labor of each. For we are servants working together. You are God's field, God's building. All right, so in this letter that Paul wrote to the Corinthians, uh, he did it because, well, we know there were lots of problems in the church of Corinth. And uh, the reason, a main reason for a lot of those problems was the reason they wanted to follow different people. Some people in Corinthians wanted to follow Paul in his way. The others wanted to follow Apollos and lead the way that he led. Now, we know Paul. He was Saul of Tarsus who had hunted down, he was a Roman soldier that had hunted down Christians and killed them who went through this great transformation, and he turned into the most influential leader in church history. So he came to Corinth, he founded that church, and when he left, Apollos came behind him. And we've talked about Apollos. When I came to this church last year, we were in a great series called Champions of the Church, talking about the book of Acts, and we talked about Apollos with Aquila and Priscilla. Aquila and Priscilla were the two women who had helped Apollos along a little bit, helped shape his message, really let him know, hey, Jesus has died, resurrected, and he is ascended into heaven. And so Apollos was on fire. So he went to Corinth. He was a dynamic speaker, a great leader, and people really loved him there in Corinth. But they loved him a little too much. They really put him at a celebrity level and were sort of cliquish around him. So when Paul wrote this letter, he really needed to jilt the focus of the Corinthians. He needed to shift what they were focusing on. And so he enters into sharing the truth about the work that had really been done and who had done that work. And he starts off this portion that we read with this word that we wouldn't expect him to. He starts off with a what instead of a who. We think you should say whom then is Apollos and whom is Paul, but instead he says what Then is Apollos, and what is Paul? And he does this for a reason. He does this because he needs to shift the perspective from the person onto the person's role. And he does this by using that great word that we know all through scripture, Jesus talked about it so often servant. And he uses the word servant because servant is the lowest of the low. As pastors, they were put at this very high level. And Paul, just as Jesus did, needed to make sure everybody knew they were on the same playing field. We are all servants of God. We all need God's grace. We all need God's mercy. Even though Apollos and Paul were pastors, they were still simply servants, just as we all are called to be. So let's really dig in here. Let's look at verse 6. He says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. Paul came, he founded this church, he left the church, moved on. He actually ended up in Ephesus after this. Apollos came in and nurtured that church, watered it, led it. But who made the magic happen? God. God gave the growth. He made the rain fall and he made the seed sprout. Paul and Apollos merely surrendered to God's will and chose to be instruments and servants of God to do whatever it was that God needed them to do. And I love this. So we've got these verbs for Paul and Apollos of planted and watered. Those are in the imperfect tense, which means that their work, their action of planting and watering was complete. That action was done. Those actions were done. But God's portion, his verb gave is in the aortist uh, tense, which means ongoing, continuing, increasing. The work Apollos and Paul had done in Corinthians was over. But God's work, God's work was continuing. God's work is still active, still participating, still engaged in growing the church. When our work is done, God's work is not. And when I say our work is done, I don't mean that we've died. I mean we're leaving one opportunity, that one situation, that one person, and we're moving on to embrace the next opportunity, always seeking out how we can serve God in different ways, anticipating for God to do what only God can do. We need to remember that we each have a part and as Christians who claim to love Jesus, who love Jesus with all our being, we have to live that love out loud by serving others. Now, at this time, I would love to invite Don and Leanne Dugan to come up and share with us about the work they are doing at a great ministry high point. Come on. Up.
1: Hey, good morning. Uh, Pastors Tom and Ashley uh, invited Don and I to share a little bit about our work at High Point. You may know it as the old Mission Crestwood when it was located in the storage units over on Highway 329. Several years ago they moved that ministry um, to the end of Main Street in LaGrange. High Point is a volunteer-driven ministry. We serve low-income families right here in Oldham and in neighboring counties. High Point's mission is to bring wholeness to their lives. We want them to feel God's love by supporting both physical and spiritual needs, and we want them to feel accepted. While the largest part of the mission is the food pantry, which is the, the largest one in Oldham County, we also operate a free clothing closet, provide Christian counseling, and pre-COVID, we used to, invite, uh, used to have Thursday night dinners uh, with an informal church service. High Point is part of the Dare to Care network of food banks, And the ministry itself supplements food and clothing and toiletries through donations. With the pandemic, the operation has been able to stay open safely the whole time. And they've adapted to increase the increased need with a drive-through operation for the food pantry. And this is the area primarily where Don and I work. In August, we served food to nearly 250 client families each week That's more than 50% higher than the rate pre-COVID, and we have about 15 new client families each week. And when you think about that, right here in Oldham County, it really helps you feel the impact. I started volunteering at High Point about two years ago. After a long corporate career, I decided to leave work to focus more on family, which has been such a gift. Different seasons of our life afford different opportunities to serve and I was looking for ways to serve more deeply here at St. John and in the community. I actually answered a Facebook post seeking administrative help. The operation was growing and working to build out the organization. I met with the director, Amy D'Amico, and just knew that this is where I was supposed to be. As things evolved, I took responsibility for data reporting and for their client database and I also accepted a position on the board.
2: Well, last summer I also took a break from the corporate world and I felt a really strong calling to volunteer in the community. And as I looked around, I discovered there's so much need just right in our own backyard. Leanne's experience at High Point naturally led me there uh, and I started to plug into the food pantry operation. My main job is to load food bags into client cars but I've also learned to operate a pallet jack and more recently drive a 26-foot truck from, uh, of food from the Dare to Care warehouse um, to, uh, to High Point. And they'll pretty much let anybody drive that truck. <laughs> um, we include the boys uh, when their schedule allows and you can tell from the pictures that they uh, jump right in. While being the hands and feet of Christ is rewarding, I must say that the most impactful for me are the relationships built between myself and the clients and the other volunteers. And at the end of the day, this is people helping people in Christian love. Really simple and really powerful.
1: Last year, um, I had the opportunity to help implement a digital check-in system, which was way more efficient than the manual (laughs) binders and paper process that we had before that. And it allows us to know a lot more about the clients that we serve. In order to do a good job of implementing and training, I began to work shifts as a check-in volunteer. And uh, I'm a little embarrassed to admit it, but I was nervous at first to work directly with clients. I've always been more comfortable serving in the background or providing a donation. Those are both great things, don't get me wrong, but for me the most rewarding part has come as I've worked alongside other volunteers, and especially as I've gotten to know regular clients and have the opportunity to welcome new ones. One of the silver linings in the pandemic has been the growth of the ministry's reach. Now that clients queue up in the parking lot, you can see that from a few of the pictures, it provides an excellent opportunity for our counseling advocates to meet with each client privately at their car window. And for me, I get to visit with clients in an unhurried way while I check them in each Monday morning. Sometimes I get to share in their joys, and uh, sometimes I hear stories that are just heartbreaking. Our goal is to make each of them feel welcome and to feel the love of the Lord. By volunteering regularly, we've been better able to develop relationships and build trust. The gratitude that people express can be overwhelming and humbling. God's presence in the ministry is palpable. We are grateful for the opportunity to be a small part of it. We are also very grateful that St. John is a regular supporter of High Points Ministry And if you personally have any interest in joining us, there's a Facebook page to follow and a website to check out. I think it's right up there on the screen. We also provide a list of specific uh, current volunteer opportunities to Ashley as our mission sponsor. There are needs in food and clothing and facility. There's one-time needs and ongoing needs. So I hope you'll join us. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Don and Leanne. Uh, High Point is a great, great ministry. It's a great way to dig in, to use your gifts and talents, so if you're interested in that, please reach out to me or Don, or Luanne. We'd all be very glad to get you plugged in. But I love how they really talked about how in life, when different situations happen, different circumstances happen, different opportunities pop up. I mean, Don learned all kinds of different skills. Leanne got to use all kinds of different skills and gifts, and we all have different skills and different gifts to use we are not the same and there's a lot of awesome things that can come out of that those differences i have a dear my former dear mentor always said god loves you right where you are but he loves you enough to not leave you there so as we grow and especially as we grow closer to god we can discover new gifts we can learn new skills we can practice new talents or our old talents that we just may have not had an opportunity to use whether those are in opportunities that we seek or opportunities that we don't seek that just kind of happen and that could be with people that we know our families our friends acquaintances or people that we don't know strangers the important part is that we allow ourselves to be instruments for God So that when we are able to meet him in the work he is already doing, and we allow room for God to move. Now, I know staff and those of you that know me very, very well, if we've ever planned anything together or we've prepared for something, I always say, you got to leave room for the Holy Spirit to move. I say it all the time. I know Kyle's probably over there going, yes, you do. But I do it because sometimes, especially, listen, I I love control. I'm a type A. I know all about it. And so I think this is a hard lesson I've learned, is that you can plan the Holy Spirit right out of things. If you try to prepare for every sequel scenario that could possibly happen and play out, then you're not going to leave the Holy Spirit room to do what the Holy Spirit does, which is the most important part of any kind of serving opportunity that we do. Now, in verse 7, Paul overemphasizes, oh, I got click-hacky, okay, he says, So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters are anything, but only God who gives the growth. Okay, sports fans, are we Cardinals or are we Wildcats in the room? They both stink. Oh, Ashley just lost everybody in the room and everybody watching that are Cats and, and Wildcats fans. I'm just kidding. But notice that if you are big fans of those, if somebody's talking bad about your team, you get a little bit uneasy there. Like you, could, you could tell me Tennessee stinks and I would be in the same boat. But so when Paul says this, when he's like, Paul ain't nothing and Apollos ain't nothing, people were offended by that because it was very much team Apollos and team Paul. And the reason that they were so offended by that, the reason he says this, is because they had placed Paul and Apollos on a pedestal. And because of that, the church of Corinth had missed the work that God had been doing right in the very midst of themselves. So they were living in foul ways. They were making terrible choices that was driving them further away from God. You see, the church of Corinth loved the people God had sent to teach them more than they loved God. Hear this again. The church of Corinth loved the people God had sent to teach them more than they loved God. And this is a vital lesson for us. A vital lesson, especially for Christians in America today, for us in this room, and for everyone watching. Have we placed someone or something on a pedestal that is not God? Are we placing our hope and our faith in someone else or something? Is your faith and your hope and your trust, your life circumstances all founded on God and in God, or in a person, in a pastor, in a speaker, in a politician? We really have to take that look and step back sometimes, especially as an election year going forward. We've got to be sure that we're keeping God first, and we know that no matter our circumstances, We're going to be okay. I mean, think about Paul. He was in prison a lot of his life. A lot of the great life-changing letters that he gave us were written from prison. It didn't matter his circumstances. He knew who reigned. He knew who was in control. And so we have to be sure of that too. And that's what he was letting the Corinthians know. It's not about Apollos. It's not about me. It's about God. You see, I love that Paul is so good at serving humble pie, and that's exactly what he did here. He's like, you're focusing way too much on me and way too much on Apollos and not whom we serve, not whom you serve. Paul and Apollos had different gifts but a common purpose, and that is really the meat and potatoes, or as I say back home, meat and taters, of this sermon. Paul was clearly frustrated that the church of Corinth was comparing him and Apollos when they had different gifts and different tasks. Paul was in Corinth to establish a church, to plant the foundation, and Apollos came in to nurture and lead that church through teaching and preaching. They could not have done one without the other. And they did that work. They participated in God's plan, and God grew that church. And he continued growing that church even after Apollos and Paul had left. And we do our part because we serve a faithful God who will do his part, which is the most essential and important part. And we support one another in that serving and in those parts. We don't compare one another. Just stop all that. Oh, I can't do that, or I can't sing like that, or I can't pray like that, or I don't know what to say. Just stop doesn't matter. God is going to meet you where you faithfully step out. And don't think that just because one day you're not serving or actively participating that you get a free pass. Nope. You got to show up. We got to support each other. We are community. We are bonded together through God's love. So we've got to show up for each other, even if we aren't actively participating, which I just kind of want to get rid of that word. You are actively participating just by showing up Just by being present to others, you are showing up and taking part in God's work. Paul says we are God's building and God's field. We cannot be God's field without every single grain of grass. And we cannot be God's building without every board and nail. We are God's servants working together, supporting one another, showing up for one another, stepping out faithfully. To do God's work, knowing he's going to meet us there, focusing on him and him alone, the one who matters. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for your message, for your word. I thank you that you are so faithful. That you simply ask us to step out in faith and you will meet us there. I thank you, Lord, that you sent Jesus to die for us so that we would know freedom, so that we would know what it's like that even when circumstances get bad, even when the world gets hard, you are right there in control, offering your peace and your comfort and your love and your joy to us endlessly. Lord, help us to always remember to place you first. Help us to focus on you and not on this world. But help us be open to the opportunities to serve you no matter how uncomfortable those opportunities may be for us. Because we know you're going to meet us there. We know when we give the Holy Spirit room to move, you are going to bless everyone involved. And that your love will shine through. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.